Hello and welcome back to the Cover Drive podcast. We are back today with a another special episode with two very special guests to be discussing the Pakistan and West Indies series uh, that recently concluded in the heat of Multan. Pakistan obviously coming away with the clean sweep. Um you could say it was pretty straightforward. Uh, we didn't really see, apart from the first match this uh, we didn't see Pakistan getting stretched to the limit really the first match Pakistan coming away with a victory by 5 wickets changing chasing 306 uh it did get a bit tricky there but we saw Kush Dil Shah uh taking the game away for Pakistan game 2 and 3 were pretty one sided if you'd ask me Pakistan winning by 120 runs and 53 runs respectively Mohammad Nawaz coming away as the star in game 2 and Shadab Khan as the all-round star in game 3 with a brilliant knock of 80 runs when Pakistan collapsed as well as four wickets uh to introduce my guests today uh those of you who are active on cricket twitter will be will be quite familiar with both of them firstly being Rayan uh better known as Crick Critic on Twitter the stats merchant of the official stats merchant of Pakistan cricket twitter i would say and secondly Abdullah Ansari and you'll notice a common theme here both of our guests today belong to grassroots cricket one of the finest form uh, finest platforms of pakistan cricket if you'd ask me online uh, welcome both of you welcome rayan welcome abdullah bhai uh, assalam alaikum how is it going hey wa alaikum assalam so rayan uh, what are your thoughts on the series uh, kaise laga because i think there wasn't much hype building around around it going into the series but it turned out to give us a lot of uh, a lot of an idea of where pakistan stand going into the world cup next year yeah definitely uh, the series uh, nobody really expected like a lot uh, much of a contest especially with uh, lewis and hetmyer etc missing uh, but yeah it was a good like we got some finally got some one day matches and it was good to see how the team is uh, thinking about how they're going to approach the world cup and everything 100% Abdullah bhai how's it going It's going well um I think the CS for the CS uh I think there's been a lot of pessimism about it and uh people are rehashing much of the same arguments that have been discussed over the past few months about the ODI side but personally I think it was good for um you know, Uh, the trio of Khushdil Nawaz and Shadab to be the three match winners and uh, i think that we definitely made some progress definitely and i think uh, obviously jo hum log baat kar rahe the rehashed arguments ki we're going to come back to that eventually so i'll start off with a not so rehashed argument but an argument that really shouldn't be happening uh, obviously fakhar didn't have a great series this time around and you think ke fakhar zaman would be immune from uh, selection calls from the fan base lekin idhar to koi immune nahi hota we are seeing already some calls that he needs to be replaced by uh, abdullah shafiq or shan masood in the next series now we even saw some very interesting sample sizes being used jidhar uh, uh, ever since fakhar zaman's 194 wala ek naya filter aa gaya to it's it's it gets kind of ridiculous but obviously you two are the star experts here so 
what are the takes what are your takes on this whole fucker debate at the moment because i frankly think it's ridiculous fuckers avan goes nowhere from your odi side yeah i mean it's uh, pretty ridiculous it's actually funny that we're recording this episode on the 5th anniversary of the champions trophy uh, final in which uh, fucker obviously scored that century and uh, i mean i don't know how like the fan base can still dop- doubt the guy after jitna he's like uh, performed year in year out uh, there just isn't enough patience with players with uh, how fucker plays and it's the thing like our fan base is very um, uh, caught up on how the player plays as opposed to the results of the player would fucker ko dekhte is when he's starting off his innings and his crabby technique and everything and they immediately Uh, start thinking bad about him which is uh, very unfair which the reason why uh, even when he was having such a good domestic season like in 2016 it took till 2017 and the PSL for uh, him to finally get selected or uh, generally like ek to hota hai ke there's the idea ke oh we should drop fakhar for shahad or abdullah or something what's even more entertaining for me is uh, the I have people who have the idea that like we should move Fakhar to four in ODIs, uh, which is basically based on uh, the sample size of uh, one innings uh, in a T20 World Cup, a T20 game, uh, in which uh, he actually spent the whole of the middle overs going at runner ball and then finally teeing off against pace at the death. But apparently Fakhar has been bought a chagelta and he'll... Uh, start hitting from ball one in odis apparently according to these people so that's quite entertaining to listen to otherwise how abdullah bhai what do you think yaar fakhar pe to mere khayal mein ek masla fan base ka ye hai ke log ye ye dekhte hain ke usne aakhri match mein perform kab kiya aur wo shayad tha odi mein Uh, I think it was uh, April 2021. So people tend to think that uh, 12-13 months have passed. It's a long time. And um, we tend to not, we don't really take into account that first of all, ODIs are played so rarely. So we've played just, I think, eight ODIs since the South Africa series. And then that tendency of, um, of some... journalists and uh, cricketing um, personalities uh, filter till the last good performance and filter out that good performance and then just see what happened in the last X number of games. In, which, in this case, it's eight. If you take it to 10, then that includes the 194 and the, uh, second, the cons- other consecutive 100 he scored against South Africa. So that would be a bit inconvenient if you take both into account. So you just need to do that specific filter of eight games. And then you have a base to criticize him with. And uh, I think the, the point about his technique and all is very important because... Like, I, don't, I don't want to be disparaging, but there are comments that you can see on social media that you can see this batting, this offside, you can't play offside, this is like batting, start innings, this is like they don't realize that the type of game that he plays is um, 
first of all it's not easy to do that in every odi and secondly uh, at the end of the day i think he is one of only uh, less than 10 players in odis who average more than 45 with a strike rate of 90 plus so the the bad faith arguments usually go along these lines ke aapka ek opener fakhar abhi struggle kar raha hai what if the other one starts struggling and then you'll be in a hole but that's not that's not what's happening is it like imam koi dusri team ka player ya koi alien to nahi hai ke wo acha kar raha hai abhi to we can't just discount those performances and just think that everything would be the same in the alternate reality where both openers are struggling and suddenly pakistan is in a hole and you always need your uh, all your players to be performing in every match i think in sport you have to uh, accept uh, especially in cricket and batting in particular that um, even babar azam like he scores 50 plus in what 40% of his international games which is the most in uh, in international cricket in history for over sample size of like 200 innings or whatever to batting ka yahi aisa hi hota hai ke batsmen go through lean phases they go through times where they can't get runs if you're holding everyone to that standard of babar azam then you have to drop your whole team you have to find a new batting order for every series and every series you will struggle because there's only one babar azam in pakistan there's only one virat kohli and rohit sharma in india and you cannot hold players to that same standard you have to understand that the ups and downs will be there for players and uh, you can you cannot discard a player with a record like fakhar has so i i just hope that that talk fades away and i certainly hope and i don't think that it it's being entertained in the team management at all for now Yeah, and I think that's the important part that Fakhar uh, still has the confidence of the team management. And I think that's very important in the long run. Um, and as you said, holding players to a certain standard. Like we see, you said Babar, we are holding Babar's standards of batsmen. I think in the same way, after we hold young bowlers to Shaheen's standards, we need to realize that some players... will be generational some players are exceptional talents jo ke yaar aapko 10 saal mein ek bar aise player milte hain and coming back to fakhar it's i think ke again the chalne bhai abhi might be struggling right now but if when we talk about bona fide big match players in pakistan aapke dimag mein shayad char panch naam aayenge aur unme se ek hoga fakhar zaman because jab bhi ek bar humne dekha hai fakhar ki jitni career the whatever sample size we have in front of us जितनी बार उसने किसी एक हमें एक बड़े मैच में एक बड़ी परफॉर्मेंस चाहिए हो फखर इज द वन हुस कम फॉरवर्ड विद एट तो फ्रेंकली अगेन एज वी सेट हम लोग को हमारी फैन बेस को हमारे जर्नलिस्ट को समटाइम्स वी जस्ट नीड अस्केप गोट ऑफ समर्ट एंड अभी करंटली फखर मिला हुआ है एंड आई थिंक टू कम्पाउंड दैट ऑब्वियसली इट्स अ बेट ऑफ अ ब्लेसिंग विच इज we have so many opening options for the first time in odis i i can ever i can ever remember in the 2013s i remember having the likes of imran farhat nasir jamshed aur unke backups hote the koi khuram manzoor etc etc so we're spoiled for choice right now but also 
वी डोंट नीड टू यूज दैट चॉइस बट हमें बस नए प्लेयर्स डेब्यू कराने का बड़ा शौक है तो वट कैन यू से अबाउट दैट एट दर डे राइट स्पीकिंग ऑफ स्केप गोट्स कमिंग ऑन टू हसन अली एवरी वन फेवरेट स्केप गोट फॉर द लास्ट एट टू नाइन मंथ्स आई थिंक वी ऑल अग्री के इट्स लॉन्ग ओवर यू के हसन नीडेड टू बी आस्ट टू सेट आउट ऑफ द वाइट बॉल स्क्वाड फॉर पाकिस्तान जो कि हो नहीं रहा है एंड आई डोंट थिंक होने वाला है बिकॉज इट्स क्लियर के बाबर ट्रस्ट सेम अलॉट नाउ आई थिंक द डिबेट हियर इज is is babar's trust misplaced is it doing more harm than good i think hasan ali ke sath uh, i in my view it's not so much about um, it's not so much about the trust that babar has in him i think um, it's more about hoping that he can get back to the <clears throat> 2017 and 2018 level because um, one thing that people underrate a lot is that uh, pakistan's entire bowling attack right now in especially in odis is formed around uh, basically very in- young and inexperienced bowlers like shaheen for all of his uh, performances and everything he's still 22 and fine he's leading the attack really well but i feel that babar just wants to have the security of having a slightly more senior bowler who is also an important part of the who has been an important part of the white ball setup he wants him to be able to uh, play in um, the world cup and play an important role lekin at the same time i am sure that if uh, first of all obviously he's been struggling and uh, his performances are not really uh, it's not so much about the performance says even it's about the way that he's bowling aapko pata chal jata hai ki usse sahi tarah se abhi nahi ho raha like in the odis you can see he's trying 10 different things and he's not being able to succeed with any of them first of all he's getting the new ball which is something that he has not um like i remember in in certain seasons of the psl where he bowled really well with the new ball but he hasn't done it uh, i think enough in his career to be able to consistently succeed with it and that's why we often see him struggling with the new ball or wo phir dusra the masla jo hai which i think we'll discuss later about the team composition especially with the bowling lineup but just specific to hasan i think that um, what babar is hoping is that he has a senior bowler to rely on going into the world cup because otherwise if hasan does not succeed then he will have to rely on shaheen and besides that all of the bowlers are basically either very young or very inexperienced including dahani nasim wasim junior and all of these other pacers who obviously they have uh, good ceilings and they have great potential lekin a captain ke liye i think uh, i think as fans we always um, disregard the importance of experience but generally captains like to have uh, players who they can rely on a bit and who can uh, do a job for them but again if hasan isn't able to do that then i think babar will be in a situation where he will be forced to 
get out of that comfort zone and rely on other players a bit more so basically i completely agree with everything that abdullah bhai said uh, babar prefers hasan cuz uh, he wants a bit more experience in that odia back bowling lineup especially like aapka uh, the only guy who's over 25 apart from hasan is haris rauf and usne bhi abhi like he was playing 10 table cricket like 5 years ago so you can't even call that experience so isliye wo definitely babar prefers hasan to be around lekin dekhna padega ke kya uski form that he going up to the world cup and i think the experience argument chalo granted samajh aa raha hai ki kyun kyun wo lean kar raha hai hasan ki taraf and as you guys said this the collective odi experience in the squad is not great to aapko i mean i'm obviously we, we are all advocates for youngsters getting their chances but aapko thoda experience bhi chahiye hota hai is format mein but now the thing is ke i believe hasan agar out of form hai bhi we don't really have a good backup for him like agar hum dekhein haris ho gaya wasim junior ho gaya dahani ho gaya none of these guys are new ball bowlers um and i think that's what abdullah bhai was also alluding to when he said that composition of the bowling attack is quite off so do you guys see nasim shah making his way into this into the mix before the world cup kyunki agar aap mujhe pooche to bahut hi ek outside chance i don't really see i don't really see it happening the only way it happens according to me is agar nasim t20 squad mein aa jaye let's say by the asia cup or by the t20 world cup udhar wo acha kar le and then by by virtue of our format mixing gene wo odi squad mein aa jayega other than that i don't see i don't think they have nasim in their in their plans as of now so wouldn't you guys say that's a huge concern ke hum log as shaheen ke alawa we don't really have a proper new ball bowler in this team i think that uh, for the odi world cup considering that it's in october next year i still think that there is a possibility that he could be integrated into the setup at some point but uh, it is true that time is running out we have i think 11 odi scheduled now until uh, april may and then i'm not sure ftp mein kya hoga i think they might arrange maybe between that period and the world cup uh, hopefully they will arrange a couple of series ODI series so that we have more preparation but uh, obviously if they do want to include him then it's getting pretty late like you don't want to go in with a completely new bowler into the world cup but then again pakistan thrives on pulling stunts like that so maybe that's what we'll see nasim debuting in the world cup and doing well as for whether he can be a good new ball bowler i think usne psl mein kafi dikhaya and he he is not like again he is going if people hold him to the shaheen standard like i have seen some people saying that ke he can be the right handed version of shaheen and he will uh, the two will just knock over odi top orders uh, for fun and we will romp our way to the world cup i think if you if you're holding him to that standard then you may have to be disappointed because 
Shaheen is a special bowler and you should not hold anyone to that standard. But I do think he can be a good new ball option and uh, he has done it enough times and plus, of course, the uh, alternatives are not very inspiring at this point with, with most of the other guys uh, more comfortable with the old ball. So, yeah. So, basically, like, uh, Naseem Kapura, like, uh, the hype around him when he was, like, 16 years old or 17 years old, sir, Naseem ka hype yehi tha ke, like, he was fast. He had like very good control. Like he could ball in that channel, perfect off stump channel. And that's the reason like why he averaged 16 in that uh, graveyard of a Kaidiasm trophy season and Musa averaged 50. It's because he had that control plus the pace. Which I think they had to do because it was clearly taking a toll on his body. But because they like fiddled with the action a bit, control and which is why he like became normal again, like a normal 17-year-old 140 plus pacer. But slowly and gradually he's grown into that action too. And now we're truly seeing like what... Uh, he could do eventually obviously we have to be like really tempering our expectations in the end it's it's just a 19 year old kid who is still very injury prone so we shouldn't be holding all our hopes to him because like the new ball options in your country as of now are so limited the 19 year old kid is your best option as of now as for like if he's in their plans or not, I don't really think he's at all in their ODI plans. Like I've not seen him call up, call up for any ODI camps or anything like that. T20 plans with Torobot Ho. And uh, yeah, then we just hope for format mixing and uh, they'll play him. Okay, one another, like the Pakistan Cup is barely used as a, basis of selection and it shouldn't be really okay the quality of cricket isn't that great over there and he hasn't played many listed games specifically so sba like if you ask a selector okay why aren't you selecting him in 50 overs like he'll be like oh, instead of killing 50 over games select but uh, generally like you just hope okay, they select him in t20s and then they'll see what he can do and uh, the game over that's our best option. <laughs> Love how we are relying on format mixing. We are angry, but situation is unfortunately as um, But huh, I, I agree totally with both of you that there might be a chance whether it happens or not. That's a whole other story. Um, and I will hold up my hand and say I'm guilty of the discourse. Abdullah I was pointing out that so probably best to hold your expectations there. But um, yeah, moving on uh, with the bowling bowling attack. Um, how are you guys seeing Shadab and Nawaz's pair, pairing going ahead into India? Because Nawaz ke upar kafi pressure tha from some quarters, uh, especially apparently he hadn't done enough in international cricket before this series, despite the fact that he only made his comeback to the Pakistan team around the start of last year. So 
again, not a huge sample size to go off, uh, but we do expect instant results as a fan base at times. Uh, so I, I'm, I personally found Nawaz's, uh, Nawaz to be coming into his own in this series. And we haven't seen much from him, much from him with the bat yet, but again, he'll need a few extended, uh, runs of innings and I think he can come good and yeah, let's see where, where it goes from there. I think for Nawaz, um, like, I think he's, uh, trusted by uh, pretty much everyone to be able to do his role now at this point in the team. So I wasn't really worried about him coming back from injury. It's just a matter of form. And it's great to see that he uh, picked up right away and uh, started and won the man of the match award with a really good spell in the second ODI. And hopefully that will bring an end to the discussions about why he's preferred to Imad because uh, I think many people when they have that discussion then they forget that Imad is not in most ODIs a 10 over bowler and Nawaz unless you have um, uh, someone like a Puran really going hard in the middle order uh, you can rely on him to bowl most of his overs in ODIs. So that pairing of Shadab and Nawaz, I think uh, like most other teams would be pretty happy with this with this pairing. But uh, Pakistani fans like to nitpick and find uh, problems where they might not exist. So I think it's just good that it's good to see them both putting up their hands and giving some important performances. I personally didn't have any doubts about their, uh, their ability or the, the, the way that they're going to fit into the ODI team. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say. Yeah, so I think if we look back now, this would mean that like we're expecting something, something of Pakistan cricket, which is usually not a good idea. But if we do look back uh, five years or six years from now and we see how our ODI team has progressed, then I think uh, the shift from uh, Shadab to Imad from, to uh, Shadab and Nawaz, that'll be a big part of how we like uh, enhanced our ODI team to the next level. The Imad's role uh, was like he was an important player for us in like 17 18, maybe 19, major like uh, they couldn't at that point trust Sharab uh, to fulfill that number seven role. So they had to uh, think of someone else who will remaining 10 over kara dega or number seven ko nail down. Kar lega. So at that point, Nawaz obviously wasn't the batsman that he is now. So he couldn't nail that down. So they went with Imad. And that is fair enough. At that point, you had Hafiz too. So Imad and Hafiz sharing 10 overs is a terrible thing. Uh, most ODI sides, even today, uh, you look at Australia, and Australia have Maxwell, Stoinis, and Marsh sharing 10 overs. Um, and similarly, like uh, India are also going to go with Jadeja and Pandya sharing 10 overs or something like that. So that is like a thing most ODI sides do, Kiddas over Kisi, uh, or like multiple all-rounders in Nikal Dete. 
because you know there is a lull in ODIs and most teams allow that to happen. But now that Pakistan have Shadab who can fulfill that number seven role or another role that we will discuss later, basically it means that because he can bat in the top seven, Pakistan can now play Nawaz with freedom that like they don't have to worry. And it's even better now that Nawaz hood batting has progressed to that level that even he could be a top seven batsman in certain situations. So that gives you immense batting depth. And that's not even considering that So that like, I understand, like I respect Imad that but as of now, the team has moved past its use for him. Because these two have just enhanced their game to such a level, and it's actually very surprising. Our Pakistan cricket, many think players they have improved improve themselves. they're fulfilling different roles in the team. Usually, they just diminish. So, what a good and we're uh, we were hoping for the best. Um, now, let's see how Pakistan cricket messes up this time. I mean, we're always expecting. I think with Pakistan, it's always you have something good on hand. How are you going to mess it up? But uh, with this crop of players, I think the expectations are a bit different from our end as well. They've, they seem to have managed their resources better than most of their preceding generations. Uh, it's obviously still room for improvement. And that's where the next bit of the discussion comes in. The ever non-ending conversation of Pakistan's middle order woes in ODIs. Joe number four or five position, I feel like they've become the most notorious topic of discussion over the last two years. Um now Abdullah Bai mentioned stunts and the series may be a surprising stunt by playing Mohammad Haris, 19-year-old Mohammad Haris at number five. Now I'm I'm sure all three of us rate Haris very highly, but I personally thought expecting a 19-year-old to make his debut in ODIs and play number five, which is one off, if not the most difficult positions to play in that batting order, was a bit unreasonable with him. Um, obviously, now that they've done it, I hope he gets his fair stretch of a run and gets to perform. Because uh, we don't want him going through the whole the whole Heather Ali experience where you're the new golden boy on the block and then out of nowhere. You're no longer favored by management. Middle order, I think they've nailed him down at four. That's another point of discussion. Is he cut out for that or does he need to move down to five? So just, I think, an overarching question for both of you. What is Pakistan's solution to four and five? Because I feel like it's getting way too close for comfort now. Uh, we need to figure it out over the next next two to three two series max, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, uh, to hai like batting number four five is very difficult in ODS. Like, it can't be stated enough. And the other thing is that you can't even prepare a player for four or five like in any other format. Jesse up. Like, because ODIs generally are the lesser played of the format, even listed cricket isn't played as much as uh, T20s, obviously. And even tests have a proper first-class system, and most players play that first-class system going into the test. 
सो फिर भी आपको थोड़ा बहुत होता है लाइक लिस्ट क्रिकेट स्पेशली आजकल इज प्लेइंग प्लेड वेरी लेस एंड बिकॉज ऑफ दैट यू हैव यू डोंट हैव दिस प्लेयर्स हु कैन ग्रूम देमसेल्व इन टू दिस रोल ऑफ फोर एंड फाइव एंड फोर एंड फाइव इज अ वेरी यूनिक रोल क्योंकि आपको यू आर डिपेंडिंग ऑन द टॉप थ्री लाइक यू एडेप्ट टू वट द टॉप थ्री डज अगर टॉप थ्री चल गया आपका देन यू आर द लोअर ऑर द हेटर अगर टॉप थ्री नहीं चला आपका देन यू हैव टू गो देर इन डू द होल रिकवरी एक्ट एंड देन बिकम दोअर ऑर देटर एज वेल सो इट्स अ वेरी वेरी रोल एंड देर वेरी फ्यू प्लेयर्स दैट सक्सीड इन दिस रोल एंड एक्चुअली थ्राइव इन इट एंड डेफिनेटली पाकिस्तान हैव लेफ्ट इट टू लेट आई थिंक दैटली शुड हैव नेल डाउन अ टॉप फोर फाइव सिक्स राइट आफ्टर द ट्वेंटी दूसरे प्लेयर को ग्रूम करने के लिए tried khushdil then you went back to khushdil and uh, everybody who watched list a cricket for the past 3 4 years would tell you that khushdil was your best option for number 6 lekin uh, obviously it took them like khushdil uh, batting in the kashmir premier league to uh, get them to realize ke ha ye ye hamara banda hai uh, but uh, uh, it's good for him at least we uh, I wouldn't say nail down क्योंकि यहाँ तो people don't accept the player doing his role as nailing down a spot. They want him के वो जाके पहले recovery पूरी करे फिर पता नहीं century मारे and then they'll be like oh अच्छा अब इसने nail down किया but खुशदिल like so far what he's done is uh, him uh, performing the role of ODI number six. Um, अदरवाइज रिजवान का थोड़ा सा सिचुएशन ऐसे है कि ही इज रेगुलरली प्लेड द नंबर फोर रोल फॉर के पी के एंड ऐसे भी नहीं है कि लाइक ही प्लेड द नंबर फोर रोल फॉर के पी के इन टी ट्वेंटीज एज वेल एंड अलॉ पीपल कुड हैव यूज दैट के देखे इन टी ट्वेंटीज में नंबर फोर के लिए यूज किया था एंड ही वॉज ही कैप डूइंग दैट रोल ही वॉज फाइन इश लेकिन ऐसे नहीं था कि in odi is limited overs number 4 pay he's got a 60 90 record that's not a normal record for a number 4 to have so you know you want to give him the benefit of doubt ye bhi hai ke technically this team doesn't have need a number 4 kyunki currently aapka top 3 aisa khel raha hai ke it uh, they basically eat up the overs because normally the number 4 will walk in in around the 25th over if i recall correctly rizwan more like 20th over rizwan more like walks in in the 27th over agar aapka normal chal raha ho match so that's more shifting towards the number 5 role which he actually may be more suited to first of all obviously i agree with the points that ryan has mentioned as for the personnel i think uh, रिजवान के बारे में जो भी पोजीशन वो सेटल करेंगे उसके लिए आई जस्ट गेट द फीलिंग दैट रिजवान इज द टाइप ऑफ गाय दैट व्हेन द वर्ल्ड कप कम्स अराउंड ही विल 
he will figure out what he needs to do in the situations uh, he's the type of guy that the barber will be relying on now and and, and the talk that people like some people were actually discussing whether haris is being played because they're considering dropping rizwan i think that that is the most ludicrous discussion that you can be having because i i would be very shocked if rizwan is even if he scores ducks for the next five odis i would be shocked if he's dropped he's an integral part of the team and obviously babar and shadab the vice captain and vice captain they value him a lot and that's not just in terms of his batting but in terms of what he brings to the table as a leader within the within the team as well so the the main thing is i think now with khushdil like babar has indicated that he's comfortable with khushdil in the middle order so i don't think that there will be too many changes going on there i think that they're going to persist with him even though people still have their apprehensions i see some like if you follow social media you see all sorts of comments and i see a lot of people doubting the that idea uh, all sorts of other theories are floated around so it's mainly the one one spot in the batting order that is left and for that when wo jo bangladesh ka ek t20 hua tha i think it was towards the end of last year where if they had went in and he didn't finish the match and babar was really angry at what had happened then so at that point i got the feeling that maybe babar doesn't uh, doesn't trust him so much or he doesn't have so much faith in iftihar i was thinking that maybe he'll get a longer run to try and settle into that middle order but uh, it looks like that plan has been shelved and iftihar will strictly be a backup and that is fair enough like if i was building the team in 2019 then i would have also had apprehensions over him in the middle order considering not just his uh, scoring rate against spin but the fact that he struggles to handle uh, leg spin quite often so with iftihar i i just think i i i just feel sorry for him because he has such an incredible record in the middle order in uh, pakistan district cricket and actually worldwide uh, among all players his record in the middle order is quite ph- phenomenal compared to anyone but just the circumstances of the top 3 and uh, rizwan and khushdil having become important members of the uh, of the middle order makes it unlikely for him but still he does have a chance i think that the haris plan was uh, it's not such a it wasn't a bad idea but like like we like you guys said ke it's probably a bit too early for him especially for such an important role as the odi number 4 or 5 uh, maybe it could be a bit simpler for him if you give if you tell him to bat at number 4 and give him the security of rizwan behind him and tell him to play within himself a bit like because from what i've seen of haris he's always like 
he has the intent that people crowd for from pakistani batsmen but he has it in all situations in all circumstances he if he feels that he can go after a ball then he's going to go after it but uh, maybe you can temper that a little bit especially in odis and um, but it's a big ask for a 19 year old to try to mold him into an ideal middle order batsman but uh, if they can if they feel that he's the answer then i i think i think he will probably get a few games at least anyway uh, but i'm not sure who is the next one in this musical chairs uh, that they're doing with the middle order but i i hope that it would be amazing if he can somehow nail down his spot because just from the skills that he has i think he's a very good batsman for the middle order it's just that i i feel that this world cup would probably be too early for him but if he can nail down that spot then uh, well and good and i i also get the feeling that like ryan mentioned that uh, जो आपका फोर एंड फाइव का एंट्री पॉइंट है वो पाकिस्तान टीम में थोड़ा डिलेड है बिकॉज ऑफ द रिस्पेक्टिव वर्ल्ड नंबर वन एंड टू ओडीआई बैट्समैन बीइंग देयर सो इन दैट केस यू कैन पर्स गिव रूम टू दैट वन बैट्समैन इन द मिडल ऑर्डर स्ट्रगलिंग नाउ ओके स्ट्रगलिंग बट यू होप दैट ही विल नॉट बी स्ट्रगल यू होप दैट ही फाइंड इज फीट फॉर द वर्ल्ड कप and then with shadab and nawaz down the order i think that they are fairly uh, comfortable with the position that they in with the middle order and that's why they're willing to give haris a few games and maybe if if that doesn't work out then they'll just go back to iftikhar uh, he were he might not be amazing in india and for world cup but um, he'll give an option and uh, you still have the shadab and nawaz Uh, do we want to take the discussion towards promoting shadab up the order now or something i mean it's definitely going to head there at some point but uh, before we go to that i had another follow up question for on the rizwan discussion i think with rizwan if you ask me it's less about whether he's playing at number 4 or 5 it's more about him getting him an entry point where he faces more pace as opposed to spin because don't get me wrong i don't think that he's particularly bad against spin like i wouldn't say he's i wouldn't say he's a mug against spin in the or in any in any way shape or form he can he can he can negotiate spin but mujhe issue ye lagta hai ki kabhi kabhar hai na rizwan spin ke against crease pe na phas bhi jata hai where he won't even be getting those quick singles as opposed to when he's facing pace chalo he might even if he's not attacking the pace from the get go the least you can expect from him is cuz he'll get those sneaky singles and the doubles in and keep his keep the innings ticking at a decent rate so what do you guys think about that one and then obviously after that we'll move on to the shadab discussion uh, i mean like uh, this one spin game is actually quite interesting kyunki usually aap kehte hain like it's the simple ke right handers like off spin and left handers like left arm spin and left handers like leg spin and right handers don't like leg spin लेकिन रिजवान का इट्स अ बिट मोर नुआंस क्योंकि आई थिंक जनरली ही लाइक्स के व्हेन द स्पिनर ज्यादा आपके बॉल को फ्लाइट दे दें एंड ही कैन गेट अंडरनीथ द बॉल दैट्स व्हेन ही इज लाइक कंप्लीटली फाइन कि हां ये स्लोली से कराएगा मुझे मैं यहां से वर्क कर दूं वहां से वर्क कर दूं आई विल ब्रिंग आउट द स्वीप एंड एवरीथिंग इट्स व्हेन द स्पिनर्स लाइक स्टार्ट बॉलिंग अ बिट फास्टर 
and uh, stump to spam, especially the left arm spinners, because usually they're using that modus of offender. Uh, off spinners are not so in international cricket. Mein. And leg spinners, generally, they try to uh, go for wickets towards other flight cutters. That's why Rizwan's uh, record against leg spin isn't actually that bad. Like, like especially his balls per six is very good against leg spin. But the left arm spinners, hote, because they're bowling faster and at the stumps and just trying to cramp them up, he can't use his feet and he can't sweep that much. So that's when he has to find other scoring options, which he doesn't uh, find that well uh, when he's playing a uh, spin. like in ODIs, especially uh, teams aren't that afraid of using spinners at the dead. Because uh, especially till the 45th over, uh, teams will happily use the spinners. Because as such, nothing changes apart from the batsman's intent. The batsmen will be trying to hit the spinners, but that means that there are more chances of getting wickets as well. Especially after your ODIs in last 10 overs, they send one extra fielder out on the circle. So there's actually more chance and teams are happy to gamble because in your ODIs, wickets are generally more important even at the death than they are at T20s. Because T20s are 4 overs. So like uh, if a guy tries to hit out and he gets out, a dot ball, the next guy will come in and try to do the same. ODIs make if he this guy tries to hit out right now and he gets out, then over if he gets out in the like 44th over. So the value for wickets in the ODI that overs is generally even higher. So teams are happy to uh, employ spin. So obviously you can't specifically pick out a phase where uh okay, because then if you try to pick out that phase, then that phase is like 46, 45, 40, uh, 46, 47, 48. Or fast starting like who can just keep get going from ball one. So Rizwan, like no matter which uh, position he goes at, he will have to face a great deal of spin, especially in the India World Cup. Uh, what's more funny to me is like people who suggest that he should be opening just because his T20 mein opening record is so good. And it's true that like, okay, he will get 10 over mil pace ke, but after that, it's just spin all the way through till over number 45th and then you will get back to the pace like throughout. So, it just because in T20s, mein, ka, okay, his power play is decent. But in the middle overs, he's very, uh, he takes his back seat and lets the other batsmen uh, go after it. He uh, obviously will try to cut that because Rizwan's intent is never a problem. But uh, he can't attack spin in the same way. So his uh, spin ke run rate, like in T20s, in the middle overs, it'll be like 7 and over. To ODIs, it'll be 5 and over. Which is not what you want from your opener. Because generally, you need especially with ODI openers, that they set and then they start attacking spin. Because especially this Imam or Fakhar does this a lot, that he gets set in the power play. His power play striker isn't even that great, Fakhar's especially. The payoff of Fakhar is that in overs 11 to 30, he will go after the opposition spinners so much that they will be completely thrown off and then you can do whatever you want at the other end. Similarly, Imam Kabi batting the um, 
renaissance jo ke it's happened like his power play strike rate has gone up by only like 80 his asal mein kya hua ki he is now attacking spin like uh, odi opener should do that they should be attacking after the power play when they're set and everything to ha that's uh, you can uh, play rizwan in any situation you want in the odi middle order or the opening like at some point he will have to negotiate spin and i think he is a good enough player to negotiate spin happily and clearly but aapko thode bahut concessions karne padenge uske liye because obviously he is your best wicket keeper or there's no other wicket keeper who comes close to him currently and you have to pair him up with a batsman at the other end who is playing spin properly that's why like if the card ki place becomes more difficult because you can't have if rizwan at 4 and iftikhar at 5 kyunki wo dono saath batting kar rahe ho then the opposition will just spam spin overs for like 10 overs either one of them will get out or the run rate will go to 4 4.5 so that's where you need like uh, some uh, batsman at the other end one of your top 3 or shadab or someone else with rizwan making sure that he doesn't get bogged down by spin too much Yeah I think Ryan covered most of the points uh, that was basically what I wanted to say that Rizwan at 4 I I don't have a problem with it so much because if one of the top 3 is set alongside him then uh, they should be batting at a good tempo like Imam has now started doing that and Fakhar and Babar already do that Babar doesn't attack as much but he still bats at a good tempo against spin So with Rizwan, I am not so concerned about him starting against spin. I think uh, he probably just needs like fifteen, twenty balls to get in a little bit. Uh, I don't think that that would vary too much unless he's coming in after like the fortieth over or something. And you you have to make that. little bit of concession for him that you give him time to play himself in a little bit because he doesn't have that uh, like in t20s with the power play where he can get off to a flyer so thoda uska game different hai so you just have to accept, accept that and yeah again with spinners in odis the number of overs that are available are much higher than in t20s and in a world cup in india most teams will have two spin options so yeah i basically agree that you can't really hide him as such so better to just let him play at whatever position he is comfortable with or if you find another batsman who you who you want to play at for whether it's um, haris or the return of saud shakil even or promoting shadab or whatever you want to do uh, yeah i think uh, there's plenty of ways to handle that without it without uh, rizwan's spin play being a massive massive concern like he I, i wouldn't say he's a sitting duck against any type of spin and that is uh, that's pretty much uh, i think what you can uh, like he used to be a sitting duck against leg spin earlier on in his career but he improved a lot and i think that you can trust him to negotiate uh, negotiate spinners at the start of his innings you just give him that little bit of margin where he maybe takes a few couple of overs three four overs even to get started a bit and the other batsman realizes his role in maintaining the flow of the innings so that 
the there's no there isn't too much of a slowdown in the scoring rate. Hundred percent, and I think that takes us on to our next discussion point. Uh, as both of you pointed out, that if Rizwan is playing at that position, you need to ensure that the other end has someone who spinners can take on the spinners. Obviously, it's not always going to come down to him playing with the, with whoever is at number five. But uh, let's imagine if Babar is still batting or Fakhar is still batting, so that's a whole other equation. But again, you need to be preparing for the worst possible scenario every time. Um, in that in that situation, when we look at players who can take on spin, who are already in the in the eleven, I think the most obvious option is Shadab Khan. Ka. And we saw him come into his own this series. Obviously, he's come into his own long before when it, when you look at PSL and other other series. Um, he's played a few cameos for Pakistan. But uh, I think this was probably one of his more most mature knocks in his ODI career, coming in at a point where Pakistan was really struggling and ending his knock at a strike rate of above 100, which I thought was quite remarkable considering the situation he came in at. And we saw him take on the spinners. Usne, actually, he pacers ko bhi kafi decently uh, attacked. So, do you guys think it's time that Shadab Khan gets pushed up that order, plays at number four, makes it, I'm sorry, plays at number five? Because for, for the purposes of our discussion, uh, Rizwan is at number four. Um, I personally think it's the most obvious solution. Um, whether it happens or not is a whole other discussion, and that's where I'm going to hand it over to you guys because I think Babar still prefers having him as a buffer lower down the order. If for a situation where things are going south, he can just bring him up the order and get him to stabilize. But other than that, I don't think I still don't think they're going to play him anywhere anywhere above six yet. Uh, Ryan, what's your take on it? Yeah, so I actually have like a different take from like this. See, I don't want to make Shadab our permanent number five as of now. Because like I have the opinion that your ODI number one through six, they should all have the ability to like ability to obviously but have the experience of like hitting multiple hundreds uh obviously experience obviously i can't discount him for that because but like as of now i would prefer to have him as uh, your either your rescuer at number seven collapse number seven have him as not a permanent number five but as a floater number five who was supposed to be your spin hitter you do his job. So it's not putting too much responsibility on him. Then who aren't that great against spin. So I don't want that situation you're depending on Shadab to be your only aggressor against spin in that whole middle order from four to eight. So that's not the situation that I want personally. I would really like if Agar Hamusko as this uh, savior at number seven or the, a floater you could use. I would prefer him in that role, at least till the 2023 World Cup. 
2023 ke baad we can recalibrate and see oh, uski batting obviously would have gotten even better with that put that at that point inshallah so then uh, then we can consider uh, the number 5 position and everything but like as of now again i feel like it'll be a bit too early to make him the permanent number 5 i don't know what you what do you guys think what i think is that uh, first of all yeah i don't think that that is being considered him being a permanent number 5 i don't think that they're considering that and if i think that even if i do even if we do think that uh, let's say that shada plays at 5 with khushdil at 6 and nawaz at 7 then that throws up an additional uh, selection dilemma that how do you what do you do after that do you just get someone like asif ali who can uh, who can just provide an extra hitting option or do you then consider both stirring your uh, your bowling a bit more with another with a so then you have shadab and nawaz in a six man attack or something it it's a nice problem to have but i don't think that uh, it might not be the ideal uh, way to approach it especially when you're struggling to uh, find the balance with your middle order so i think that probably babar and uh, the team management right now would be more comfortable with utilizing him uh, having both him and nawaz at 7 and 8 and um, hopefully using him using him uh, shadab specifically as a floater even though i haven't seen a lot of um, willingness from the from the team to make those kind of decisions i think ek odi me usne thoda upar khela tha but that was i think uh, in the second odi when he when khushdil came in at 8 then shadab came in at 6 if i remember correctly so uh, i felt that that was just more about him getting some game time but i i i just feel that right now they're not uh, they're a bit more rigid so i don't think that he would even be used as a floater but i hope that they do that at least and consider using him as a floater and uh, then at 7 his normal role uh, and just before we move on a shout out to those people who mentioned that it's his first 50 after 4 years or something or whatever when he has played only a handful of innings and hasn't really had an opportunity to make a 50 so let's just be a bit more nuanced when especially when we people when people are um like they uh, have opinions on cricket and they uh, shape Uh, opinions they influence others and then <laughs> to put out something that doesn't really stand to reason so yeah i think just it's important to keep that aspect in mind that shadab hasn't really gotten the chance to face a lot of balls whether it's in odis t20s or whatever and that's a very pertinent point but obviously hum to in 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 the pakistani cricket experts i expecting uh, expecting shadab to be hitting 50s every time he's facing 10 balls is the most realistic expectation on the face of this earth um but i like how both of you brought up the point about the floater and obviously while my prep, my preferred option is shadab at 4 i think when i, w- I was i was discussing an al- alternative approach 
uh, to the middle order, which I think could actually be the better solution now that I've given it some thought. I really liked how they sorted the batting order in the second ODI, and I, Abdullah, I just brought that up. Now, it could have been because of the game time, but I but we also saw that they promoted Nawaz up the order, and I remember Rayan pointed out that's probably was for the left-arm spin matchup uh, against uh, Akil Hussain, it was, I believe. Um, do correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I think it's... Uh, you, might, you can have your top four locked. You can have Imam, Fakhar, Babur, and Rizwan locked at four. Beyond that, in a best-case scenario, and even in a worst-case scenario, looking at how our team bats, I think between Khushdil, Nawaz, Shadab, and whoever your fourth batsman is, whether it's Mohamed Haris, whether it's Iftikhar, outside option, whether it's Heather Ali, I don't see him coming back into the ODI mix anytime soon, but obviously the inner fanboy can always hope. Now, you could... Use any one of any any one of these four batsmen, Johan Shadab, Riz, uh, Shadab Kushdil, etc., in a different position based on what to the match situation is, what, based on Kesi Khan bowling kar hai, whether what's the matchup there. Now to make that work, you need to have a top tier think tank, which Pakistan currently doesn't have. I'm sorry to say, but who knows? Um, with the guy with the likes of with with brains like Shadab in the dressing room. And even Shaheen and Rizwan, I think I would like to think that these guys have enough enough of a cricketing IQ between them that they can make it work. Uh, so I, w- w- I would I would be interested to know what you take hoga. Do you think this flexibility is the long term solution? Looking at how it's going. Uh, so yeah, definitely. Like, that uh, batting orders should always be flexible. Uh, which is completely true uh, in T20s maybe and ODIs maybe. The only time your batting order is pretty rigid is uh, supposed to be test. So generally, you should be able to send the players according to the situation of the match and not or based on bada players ko parega so yeah that's how it should work uh, they, uh, they they seem to be more open to yeah, the old thinking of right hand left hand combination only which is a decent idea it's uh, sad that uh, none of your left handers aren't are actually competent in their left handedness with their competent batsmen looking like I get very frustrated with our left-handers in general that left arm spinner you as a competent left-hander should be able to take him for 10-15 runs if required. Obviously, you don't have to, but if push comes to shove, you should be able to. But like with every single one of our left-handers, I get the feeling like some of our spin hitters will have to do it. So that's a bit frustrating to me because the idea, like they're actually open, more open to that idea. Okay, ha, left hand, right hand, I remember like even in the T20 World Cup, they promoted Imad up the order when Satner was batting. Okay, right hand, left hand, Imad left hand spin. That even that didn't come off. I, I can't recall correctly at this point. I remember him hitting one four, but I'm pretty sure it was off pace. They can uh, generally like they're open to that idea, which is good. 
KATs are open to batting order flexibility. So maybe at some point they realize that maybe Shadab is the better option to promote against spin as opposed to a random left-hander. But maybe that's a good start for them. Yeah, I think uh, definitely, especially with Pakistan's resources, when you have batting order depth, which uh, we probably will have for with uh, Nawaz and Shadab around, then uh, having a flexible order would be really great and you can enhance your batting quite a bit with it. And uh, it is good that they're thinking about the left hand, right hand thing, but Again, uh, that has limited use. Like, uh, from what I remember, I've seen Hushdil struggling against particularly leg spin at times. And overall, his numbers against spin aren't amazing, even though uh, I do remember he has attacked left arm spin on a few occasions. But most of the time, uh, he plays within himself. And then that discussion that Ryan, the point that Ryan mentioned earlier about Rizwan's uh, method of batting against spin, that actually applies to some of the other batsmen as well, like uh, the way Fakhar handles um, spin, where you see him often hitting. When Fakhar hits sixes against leg spin, for example, uh, it often transpires that the ball that he's hitting for six is a googly and similarly, his, he has quite a good record against away spin in terms of his strike rate in T20 specifically, I remember at least. So uh, it's, it is interesting that Pakistan has these quirky batsmen and maybe it can somehow play to our advantage. Even Shadab, like uh, recently he's been taking on left arm spin quite a lot. If I... Just from memory, I remember him going after left arm spin on quite a few occasions when I was thinking, and he took it on successfully. So hopefully they are they do get more open to that idea of facing uh, of uh, having Shadab face uh, like. First of all, we don't know who the spin, uh, the strong batsman against spin will be. I suppose they're hoping Harris can do that at this point. But um, hopefully they are more open to promoting Shadab up the order like we discussed earlier. Definitely agreed there. And we are coming up on time now. So I'm going to transition on to our last discussion point, which is, I would say, pretty pretty general pretty a pretty general discussion on the overall brand of cricket we saw from pakistan from a batting perspective the series uh, obviously i think pichle saal heading into that uh, and heading into this year into the australian series hamara ek bahut bada issue ye hota tha power play ka while there was a bit of improvement there i still think there is a bit of a ways to go there uh, then on the on the flip side, when we're doing well in the power play, we do find ourselves getting stuck in the middle overs. So how did you guys find Pakistan's approach? Where do you guys think the gaps are? Where do you guys think we have improved? And is there some is there is there reason for optimism heading into the next few series and obviously into the World Cup next year? I think uh, there are some signs, some good signs, especially with Imam playing a more proactive role. 
in the power play i am not so uh, i don't think that the power plays in the west indies series were of particular concern because i because clearly the multan pitch was a little bit um it wasn't exactly like the the matches that we saw against australia for example where there were 350 chased and all that so uh, i think maybe the power play issue is more so because of fakhar struggling at this point rather than anything else so inshallah when he's back in form then that should normalize a bit but pakistan as such whenever going to be the england type team that uh, go really hard in the power plays and i think it's okay like we have to come to that realization that pakistan cannot compete in that sense and we don't necessarily have to either because when it comes to england they they have to they you can almost think of it like they do they do that anyway because that's the brand of cricket that they play but they also have to go pretty hard uh, at times because of the bowling attack which is uh, weaker now in the world cup they had obviously archer and uh, others available and that's why they were able to win the world cup because they sorted that out but i think i'm pretty comfortable with the the progress that we're making because the one issue that i felt that i think we all felt was um, imam batting really very slow at the start and now he's starting to rotate a bit more and he's just being a bit more proactive and it was it was interesting to see in one of the post match interviews where he mentioned that babar and him had been talking about uh, about this quite uh, a lot and how they can transition more pressure onto the opposition and clearly um, whatever training they did whether it's the work on the fitness which he also mentioned that he's lost weight and they've clearly all been working very hard on it so a hard working team with uh, with set goals they understand that they have when everyone is available and going into the world cup they will have a fairly solid bowling attack if if they can especially figure out the new ball issue and then with the batting you're not going to be aiming for 350 or plus like england but you can aim for 300 with the personnel that you have available on most tracks and conditions so i think that the brand of cricket that we're playing i'm happy with the way that they're approaching it and i think that the progress that has been made is primarily uh, with imam and uh, that should be very encouraging and once the other uh, blocks start falling into place uh, it it's good obviously we shouldn't get ahead of ourselves uh, i know some people have started anointing us as the uh, favorites and um, some pakistan fans already feel that we have uh, that winning the world cup is a foregone conclusion but let's just hope that inshallah we can put up a good display and uh, just do well there and hopefully get some momentum before the world cup as well yeah definitely agree with uh, everything babdullah bhai said 
as for brand of cricket uh, i mean like i have a running joke for a friend ke kehte hain we checked the score at 25 overs and eight times like seven times out of 10 it's 125 for one or 125 for two which is completely fine like uh, usually you double the score after the 30th over and they usually accelerate 25th over onwards uh, as far as the power play is concerned uh, power play is like important in odis but it's more important for the bowlers than the batsmen because especially for the new ball bowlers this is the best time to take wickets so power play may as long as you conserve your wickets you don't have to go at that great of a rate obviously you don't go at the rate that imam was going in the last uh, three four years in which were 60 strike rate pe jaate that's like not ideal but generally most teams are happy to be uh, 45 for no loss or 50 for no loss after the power play that's england's brand of cricket that they're aiming for 70 in the power play or something like that which is uh, fine like in in odis generally you can make up those extra 10 20 runs you lose being conservative in the power play t20s may you can't make up those 10 20 runs because ultimately like in t20s the power play is 6 overs out of 20 in odis the power play is 10 overs out of 50 you have more chances of making up the 20 runs you lost in the 10 overs out of 50 than you have in losing the 20 runs you've lost in the 6 overs out of 20 if you getting what i mean so generally it's not worth going that hard in the power play so as long as you're just respectable like you don't lose your wicket uh, you should be fine in the power play uh, otherwise like i have one final request from the pakistan selection team like uh, please give aga salman a chance i don't even know whether he'll do well i have no idea but if somebody uh, scores 900 runs at a strike rate of 75 in a first class season i think ke ek ek do game to milni chahiye bechare ko and uh, generally is pretty good against spin like and that's just been been biased because to watch him play uh, otherwise the idea with harris was fine ke wo aggressive player was especially spin ko theek tha khelta even in the world cup against india he was playing bishnoi quite well and bishnoi is an ipl star now so he's he was playing him quite decently until he swept it straight to that fielder was not check actually liya tha and uh, generally like apart from that header is uh, option that i would have wanted to see like they have uh, shifted him around so much in the batting order and other shifted him out of the team i don't think so he's at that confidence level that he'll be up to play a world cup in a year but uh, yeah if i had header who was like fully functioning and everything he would definitely be in my world cup squad lekin again that's probably me just being biased so yeah that's pretty much all i have because generally these three guys would up your band of cricket ke ye aapke score from like minimum like maximum 300 se lekar maximum 330 se le sakte because they'll give you that extra 30 runs in the middle overs that you may have lost in the power play but yeah that's just me thinking now up to you 100% and i think hum log ko wahi hai ke the only thing missing in the middle order is a bit of that extra impetus right uh, obviously stability important hai which we're slowly but surely getting there and i think abhi jo netherlands series aayegi it's going to be really great for the confidence uh, and uh, for these players because they'll get with all your respect to the netherlands i think it's going to be 
it should be a situation where some of these players who are struggling to find the runs will be getting should be getting the runs and obviously on that point of aga salman a uh, good place to plug rayan's article on grassroots where he did tackle this entire middle order dilemma put down some very good options there and kind of went over it so definitely do check that out and with that i will be bringing the episode to an end uh, rayan and abdullah bhai it's been a pleasure talking to you guys and uh, would love to have you guys on again for soon hopefully whenever this odi team gives us something else to talk about in a few months time and uh, do follow do follow both rayan and abdullah bhai on twitter i will be linking their accounts in the description subscribe to the channel follow me on twitter at cover drive crick i will be linking myself in the description as well and we, i will see you all again very soon take care i love this